My name's Matt. If I haven't met you before, I'm the youth pastor here at Harvest. And I just wanted to give you just like a brief like summary of some of the things that we experienced um, at our camps this summer. Such an awesome time to see God at work in our middle schoolers, our junior campers, the fourth and fifth graders, and then also in our high schoolers. So our high school camp is called ETV or Experience the Valley, and it is a valley. Like we're in Thai Valley, Oregon, and it's just grass and like a couple buildings and then this like basin of like hills around us. Uh, And we camp, we actually camp in tents and most of the students don't even sleep in the tents. They sleep outside under the stars and then like get bug bites on their face they're exposed to all the things. Yeah, it's great. Um, if you want to come serve next year, that's my lead in. Uh, no, but it was our theme that week is we worked through the book of First John. Um, and if it's been a little bit since you've read First John, man, such a helpful book. And John just really kind of calling out like what is truly light and of God and then what's darkness and kind of drawing some harsh lines in the sand at times and being like, you can't have your foot like in both light and dark. You've got to be all in Jesus. Or if you're not, you're not. And with that, though, it made our students really wrestle with where they were at. And then the good news is like in the rest of scripture, we also see like that the gospel is clearly for those who are broken those who are weak, those who are in desperate need, who feel like they're struggling and wandering in darkness. And so it was a good way for students to really wrestle with, where am I actually at with Jesus? Our theme that week is abiding in Christ brings life. And really, 1 John points out all these other things that we think that that are going to bring us life. They just fall short and they fail over and over again. And we had such a sweet time as a youth group there. Um, I was doing a bunch of different jobs at camp this year, so I didn't always get to just track with our students, but we had amazing leaders that did that and walked with them day in, day out. And just so you know, as a youth pastor, it was one of those years where I just wished I could have been with our students more because they're such a sweet group of students. Um, They really love each other, and they've really grown in community. Like one of our themes coming out of COVID at one of our retreats was disconnected because that's how we felt, like as a group, with God, with ourselves even, and with one another. And God has just flipped that around in these students' lives. Like they are a tight-knit family, and they keep including people that join that family and make them feel welcome and a part of that family. So ETV was awesome. At ETM, uh, that's where we have two camps running simultaneously side by side of a middle school camp and a junior camp. And Greg's going to come up in just a second and talk a little more about junior camp. He served um, in junior camp as a counselor this year. Uh, But it was the first time that we, I think for junior camp, we had like Gosh, how many students was it? I think we had eight students, eight fourth and fifth graders from Harvest that went. And then we had 15 middle school students that went as well. Um, And the theme for both camps is we kind of looked at Jesus through the lens of Peter. Um, We followed Peter's story as he first is confronted by Jesus. And then Peter, as we know, has high highs and low lows. 
Um, and he is a really good person to look at, at what it looks like to follow Jesus, that there are days where you are on fire, you are ready to go, you want to take on the world and for the gospel to go out. And then there's days where you're, you wake up and you just like turn your back completely on this God that you've said that you're following. And that's also good news that Jesus still redeems and saves Peter. And that was the news that our students got to hear all week, um, where I don't know if you're like this, but when I was in middle school, I was so scared of people knowing that I messed up. Like, I just felt so quickly that I had to hide that. Like, especially growing up in the church, and my mom was on youth staff, my dad was an elder, it was always like, in their shadow, I better have my ducks in a row when I'm following Jesus. But I I ended up just faking it. And one of the things we wanted our, our middle schoolers and our junior campers to know is do not fake it with Jesus. Like, he is a God who's mighty to save, and he meets you at your lowest points where you fail, And he's with you to bring you up out of those and redeem them, where then we see Peter giving a sermon to thousands of people who respond to Jesus. So it was such a good year of camps. Like, I wish I could just say, like, this crazy thing happened and we overcame. But no, it was, like, smooth. And God's grace to our group and to the camps, we do this with like eight or nine other churches for both these camps. God's grace and the beauty of his kingdom coming together, all these different churches and kind of laying down our individual identities as churches to say we are on one common goal and mission that we want students to respond to the gospel. We want to create an atmosphere for that to happen. It was just one of those years like, yep, Jesus, this is your kingdom. This is what it's all about. But let me invite up Greg now. He's going to share more about junior camp and then invite some students to share about their experience at camp as well. Thanks, Matt. So, yeah, I've, uh, over the last 25 years, I've counseled at high school camps. I've counseled uh, at middle school camps. I've never counseled fourth and fifth graders before. Uh, and it was, it was great. Actually, um, they're probably the, the easiest, um, easiest to counsel that I've experienced. So uh, last year, our son Hudson, he wasn't able to go to camp because we had a family vacation. So this year, all year, I'm like, man, if it lines up, I'm going to counsel so that, that I can get my son Hudson to go. And we got Ben Atala to go as well. He's a fourth grader with several girls um, that were there with uh, Kelly Wigden. She's not here today, but she was counseling. And it was uh, such a good time. There were probably uh, 40 or 50 fourth and fifth graders there from eight different churches. Um, so Ben and Hudson and I were, were together with some boys from Bethel and some boys from uh, Journey downtown and a few other churches as well. And it was just sweet to watch these boys interact. I don't know how many of them had, had ever been to a camp before, um, but you know, part of going to a camp, especially at that age, is, man, you're just learning how to be around other people um, and, and you know how to clean up your clothes after yourself, um, which Ben Atala was the best at out of, out of our whole cabin by far. My son was, was a close second, but, um, uh, but man, it was, it was a great time. And I, and I think that the best part of the time was the teaching. Like Matt said, we were looking uh, at Jesus through the lens of Peter. Uh, and the teachers that we had, man, they understood where fourth and fifth graders are. Um, and, and they taught for way longer than, than you would guess a fourth or fifth grader could sit there. But it's because they were so age appropriate in their teaching. You know, as they talked about Peter and Jesus for 
sometimes a good 40 minutes, right? And it was interactive. There were questions that, that the speakers were asking, um, and it was great. And then we'd go into our cabin time, and I'm telling you, these boys in my cabin, man, they were thinking. They were processing. They were, they were listening. I would ask questions like, man, what, is it, what does it look like to be a disciple of Jesus, right? Or looking at Peter, man, Peter was Jesus' friend. Like, what would that be like for Jesus to be your friend? And they had, in, they had thoughtful answers. They also had thoughtful questions, um, and so through, through our four days together, we, we just processed um, through the eyes of Peter um, what, it, what it's like to know Jesus, to love Jesus, to follow him. It was such a great time. So if, if you have a kid that's going to be a fourth or a fifth grader next year, I would encourage you, uh, get them to camp. It, it, is, it is excellent. Like, I'm so thankful that we have this camp to send our fourth and fifth graders to. So it was really good. You want to hear, though, from someone that's not me. You want to hear from some high schoolers. So we've got a couple of high schoolers that are going to come up and share about camps. Yes, you can clap for them. Hi, I'm Reagan, for those of you who don't know me. And I got to go to ETV and ETM. But today I'm just going to be talking about one moment from ETV that just God really used to open my eyes and just show me how relational he is and just how personal and how much he loves each one of us that follows him. On the last night of worship, everyone was singing, and then we just kept repeating this one line, we will be with you again. And it was just so cool to just hear all these students just shouting out, we will be with you again. And it was, to me, it was just like a picture of what heaven is gonna be like someday, just all of us praising God. And it was just so cool to me. And then when I think of heaven, my mind always goes to the parable that Jesus tells in Luke 15, 8 through 10, which is, or suppose that a woman has 10 silver coins and loses one. Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And then she finds it, and she calls to her neighbors and friends, and she says, rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. That is just the coolest picture to me. Like, in heaven, there's rejoicing when a sinner repents. And then that made me think, like, when I encountered Jesus, there was rejoicing over me. And that just gave me a whole new picture of just how much God loves us and how personal he is. And I just can't wait until I can one day be a part of that rejoicing in heaven. Okay. Uh, hi, my name is Abby. And I'm going to start with Ephesians 2, 4 through 5. But because of his great love for us, God, who was rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you've been saved. This is a concept that I've kind of struggled a lot with lately. I feel like a lot I've been so focused on trying to be the perfect Christian that I haven't really looked around and seen all the beautiful things that God's given me in my life. And so that week of going to camp and being like out in the middle of nowhere and kind of just like looking around at all of the beautiful things that he's given me uh, really helps me to just kind of understand um, that like we're not perfect and we don't have to be because he loves us anyway. On that last night of camp after the last session, me and Anne went outside the cabin and we laid down on the ground and we just looked up at the stars and it was so pretty. And just all the like anxiety of being perfect just like melted away. And I really just looked around and it was amazing to me. And like the truth is that we aren't perfect and we never will be, but it's okay because God loves us anyway. And it's amazing.
Very good. Thank you both. I know it is. Uh, it can be scary to get up here, so we're excited. We're gonna we're gonna baptize some people. Um, and parents, if you have kids back in class and you want to go get them so that they can watch this, um, now's the time to do that. I'm gonna talk for a few minutes, and then we'll have uh, the four people getting baptized. They'll share their testimony. So now's a perfect time for that. So. Um, we do this, we, we baptize because Jesus commanded us to do this, right? He, he said, if, if you're going to follow me, this is a part of, of following me. Uh, and, and baptism, it, it, does not, uh, it does not save you, right? There's nothing special about this water. Uh, we, we pulled it out of a hose. Um, this, is, this is normal water. In fact, uh, for those getting baptized, the heater didn't work, I realized this morning. So it's very normal water. Um, so sorry about that. Uh, um, but... But this, when we baptize, uh, like we talk a lot about speaking the gospel, when we see a baptism, we're actually looking at a visible, visible representation of the gospel, right? That, that we're saying, I am united with Jesus in his death as we go down into the water, and, and I, I raised to new life with him, right? Jesus conquered the grave, and, and also I am raising to life with him and in him. So uh, these four people, and actually I'll have you come up right now, the four of you, uh, you can line up here on stage. Um, they're, they're proclaiming today to everyone that, yes, I've decided to follow Jesus, and, and I want you to know that as, as my church family, that, that I'm, I'm all in with Jesus. I, I was talking to someone, uh, a friend, just a couple weeks ago, uh, and asked, like, do you want to follow Jesus? And they said, I want to try. And, and that's, what a great answer, right? Like, what a great answer, because you know what? When we follow Jesus, we, we, still, we still mess up. We still goof up. Um, we still sin. And, and man, Jesus loves us, and he says, I've forgiven you. So uh, I'm excited to hear from these people. I'm actually going to have Stella stand first because she's going to get baptized first. Uh, they're going to share for a little bit. And, and I told them like, yeah, you'll be nervous up here, but everyone in this room is rooting for you right now. So we're going to hear from Stella first. Um, hello, everyone. My name is Stella. I'm going into seventh grade this year, and I'm excited to share with you about why I would like to get baptized. I was born in London and also born into a Christian family. My parents dedicated my life to God when I was a year and a half, and when I was two years old, my brother was born. I was way too young to understand anything about going to church or being a Christian. Um, when I was four, we moved to Brooklyn, New York, and we found an amazing church that I had quite a few friends in, and, but I never really felt like I knew what it was to be a Christian. I didn't understand it. And I would only really want to go to church to see my friends or sneak all the churchmen's into my purse. <laughs> um, but there was a lot of times where I did not feel comfortable sharing about how I really felt about God, questions I felt stupid about asking. We had a wild ride during COVID, and we ended up buying a house in this area. Um, once we found Harvest, I immediately felt so welcomed by the youth group and all the leaders. The camps have been such a big part of helping me have a deeper sense of what it was like to be a Christian. Through the worship, I've really felt the Holy Spirit and God come to me. Um, a verse that I've kept close to my heart through my life has, is Isaiah 41.10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Um, this verse has helped me through the years in so many ways. And over the last six months, I've really grown in my relationship with and understanding with God. I have been thinking about baptism for a while, and I really think that is the next step for me. 
and I am blessed to be a part of this church and community, and I'm very excited to get baptized. Um, hi, I'm Sophia. I'm going into my junior year, and um, I first started coming to Harvest in seventh grade um, when I moved here, and it's been a really big part of my life since then. Um, growing up, I went to church, and we went every Sunday, but it was more of like a routine than it was a religion. And it wasn't really until I started going to youth group regularly that I started to see God's work in the world around me, because um, that's when I started to read the Bible more, even if it was just on Sundays and at youth group. Um, and I started to see God's work through people in my life. Um, and since the beginning of summer and then throughout camp and since then, um, everywhere I've looked, I've been able to see God's creation all around me. And I've really just felt connected with God through prayer and been able to feel his presence in my life. A big way I've been, I've seen God at work in my life has been through my relationships with people. Um, he's shown me that not only do I need Jesus, but so do other people in my life who might not be following him. And that's been a big like mindset change um, recently. Um, and for me, baptism is like a, a public showing of my growth in my faith and my commitment to making a, a life with Jesus. And I know that I will sin, and I, as much as I try not to sin, I know that I was born into this world, and I need Jesus to save me to be a part of God's world. Woo. <laughs> Check. Okay. Um, uh, I'm Jonah. Um, I've grown up in the church my whole life, um, ever since I was a baby. Um, <laughs> And uh, yeah, I don't know, it's, it's pretty great growing up in the church, but also for me, I kind of stagnated in my faith. Um, I don't know, sometimes it just felt like white noise, um, which is kind of the same thing. Like, yeah, like, I get the point, like, yeah, Jesus is our Lord's Savior. He loves us. Yeah, like, tell me something I don't know. Um, and yeah, I just, I don't know. Um, that was kind of my way of thinking for a while, and then, yeah, I started going to youth group, and it got better, but um, then, um, well, just imagine, like, Jesus um, reaching out his hand, like, an outstretched arm, um, and he's calling you to grab it, um, and imagine me, like, younger me, um, looking at that hand and just kind of waving it away or saying, nah, not now, um, uh, I'll hang out with you later, Jesus. Yeah, I'm a kid. I, I'm not gonna die anytime soon, so I don't need to worry about that. I can <laughs> I can do other stuff. I can I can get baptized later. Um, <laughs> so that's yeah. I just I don't know. I, I always loved and appreciate. You. I I still do. Uh, but I never I never just thought I was ready. I just I was always just not yet, not yet. Um, but this year, it was, this year's been a little rough on me. Um, I just graduated uh, high school, and I'm 17, going on 18 in a few months, and I don't know, it's just been a very existential year. Um, just like, man, I'm 17, I'm so old. <laughs> 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 like, where'd all the time go? Like, 
17, 18 years gone like that. Like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm so sad. Uh, I'm like a big high schooler now. I remember I was like a snot-nosed middle schooler, and geez. Um, and yeah, I was, I was pretty down in the dumps for a big portion of this year. Um, and then I was just, I just needed some hope in my life. And then, you know, um, you know, I got like a, just like beamed by like a Holy Spirit haymaker and just, ah, <laughs> just like, I don't know, if your mom would like ever like hit you on the back of your head when you're like doing something wrong, that's kind of what it felt like. Like, just like, like, dude, like Jesus, like, what are you, what are you doing? Like Jesus Christ, like, <laughs> um, so yeah, um, I've, yeah, I was like, yeah, no, that's, that's so true. Um, and yeah, um, yeah, um, and yeah, I, I know I'm, I know I'm gonna fail and, and, and fear again and doubt again, but, um, you know, this time I've taken Jesus' hand, um, and yeah, he'll lead me through life. Um, yeah, uh, one more thing, <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> There's a there's a verse I really like um, Proverbs thirteen twelve, um, I believe it's uh oh um, <laughs> let's see oh shoot I got you you have me yeah one sec let's see um, stall oh um, got it okay <laughs> thank you okay. Uh, Proverbs thirteen twelve, hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. Um, so yeah, that you got me. <laughs> um, yeah, that yeah. I'm just you know, thank thank God for um, you know fulfilling my dream of being closer or with Christ, and um, thank you for listening to my messy testimony. And also, <laughs> I just hope that verse would encourage anyone who's thinking about baptism. Um, you know, fulfill your longing with Jesus. Um, yeah. That Jonah. Hey, everyone. My name's Tristan, and I already got back to high school when I was 14, but my daughter, Mercy, hasn't yet. And she's been asking us to get baptized for a long time. And we really just wanted to make sure it was the right time. And so we spent the last year just making, you know, making sure this is actually Mercy's choice and that she understood what she was doing. And I was just so proud of her because over the last week, she's been thinking about how to formulate the story that she has. Um, and I helped her to write this down after she told me her story. And I've been asking her over and over again if she wants to read it up here, but she really, really doesn't. <laughs> so um, she asked me to read it for her. So pretend I'm her now. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mercy. No, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> but really, this is from Mercy. Hi, everyone. Thank you for coming to support me today as I get baptized. The reason I want to get baptized today is because I believe Jesus saved me. He saved me from all the bad stuff I've ever done or will do. He saved me by dying for me, and he proved he had the power to save me by coming alive again. My mom and dad have been telling me all the amazing things about Jesus and his life since I was a baby. I also learned about him through my teachers at church, 
thank you, teachers, mm -hmm. which um, I don't remember a time when I didn't believe in Jesus, which I think is pretty cool. Last year, I started noticing at school that people have many different beliefs and live in many different ways. Some kids live in ways that felt wrong. I noticed that when kids had God in their heart, they lived in much better ways. That made me want to start following Jesus more and take my faith seriously so I can live in all the right ways and be safe from bad choices in my life. Because I have Jesus in my heart, I can go to him anytime I have a problem, and he helps me. Here's one of those problems that he helped me with. One day, my family and I had our car lose control on the freeway. This is true. It wasn't, wasn't my fault. <laughs> it was really wet, and our car spun out. Anyway, back to being mercy. And it's... So our, our car spun around and around, and, so, and I was so scared. But my mom stayed calm and prayed and told us that we would all be okay. We spun around a lot. Right after we went across the whole freeway, a bunch of cars sped by us, but none of them hit us. It was a miracle that we didn't get very hurt. And I felt like God saved us that day. I want to show everyone that I love God because he loves me so much. So that's why I'm getting baptized today. To me, it shows you all what has already happened in my life. I hope if anyone here doesn't have Jesus in your life yet, that you would think about learning more about him and inviting him into your life. He can do amazing things for you, too. So good. Thank you all. Um, so you guys can go down there. We're going to baptize you in the same order. Um, we're, we're, last week, we mic'd the questions that we ask uh, as they're getting baptized. We're not doing that this week, so I just want to read them for you all. Um, we're going to ask them, do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, both fully God and fully man? Have you repented of your life apart from Christ? Are you trusting in Jesus Christ alone for the forgiveness of your sins and for eternal life because of his death and resurrection? And then the last question, do you intend, with God's help, to obey Jesus' teachings and to follow him as your Lord? So that'll be going on. We're about to sing some songs as baptism is happening. So you won't hear that, but those are the things that they're, uh, that they're uh, being asked and affirming. And if you're, if you're like, man, I, I don't really understand what baptism is, we've got a booklet out there on our uh, welcome, uh, our info booth, um, welcome center, sorry, Alyssa, I always say it wrong, um, that, that's there for you if you want that. But uh, let's get Stella in the pool. Lily's going to come up to share a passage that stood out to her from camp as well this morning. Good morning, everybody. Um, my name is, wait, okay, yeah, Matt just said that. I'm sorry, guys, and I'm a high schooler with Harvest Youth Group. During ATV, we spent a ton of time in the book of First John, and on Wednesday morning, we had time to do an individual devotion and a read-through of the book. During that time, I found a passage that, you know, pretty much stopped me in my tracks, um, as good passages do. Um, <laughs> this one came from First John chapter 4, verses 4 through 6. I'm going to read that really quick. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them, because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. They are from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God, and whoever knows God listens to us, but whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. 
originally this caught my attention because it reminded me of a worship song that I heard on the radio like a lot as a kid. Some of you guys probably already know the one I'm talking about, but for those of you who didn't, it's called Greater and it's by Mercy Me. And there's a line in it that goes, and I'm not going to sing because I cannot sing, but, and greater is the one living inside of me than he who is living in the world, just like the verse. And this is such an encouraging message to us as Christians, because oftentimes we can feel so lost and isolated living in a broken world surrounded by broken people who make us doubt ourselves and doubt God. But in the end, he is stronger than all of the brokenness, and we are capable of doing his work, thanks to the gift of the Spirit. Knowing that we have that strength right beside us and inside of us every single day is so powerful and reminds us that the broken world is never going to win because of God's strength and power. And I don't know about you all, but that just makes me want to praise God. Well, let's continue to praise God by singing to him. John 4, 7 through 12. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. Amen. Feel free to grab a seat. Yeah. Gosh, guys, that was so good to celebrate together. You guys are good to go. Can we give a hand to the band, too? Just students stepping up. 